This is the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Franz. If you would like to support and be part of our community, you can start by visiting zennovascotia.com. Recently, I've been thinking about the way that I approach uh, Zazen, or the meditation that we do, and the way that I, I talk about it. And I think, it, it, like so many things, you can say something yourself a hundred times, and then when you hear someone else say it, you realize it's wrong. And I was listening to someone, or I was actually reading an, an email thread recently, in which someone was talking about uh, <clears throat> the attitude of Zazen. And they, were, they kept talking about alertness, how alert you have to be. And I, I thought, I, I think I talk like that too. But when I heard this, I thought there's something not quite right. I think we need to make a distinction between being alert and being awake. Alertness is something that we get uh, often when we drink a lot of coffee. Right? I certainly find myself sometimes in the afternoon finding that I'm, I'm getting groggy. And I feel that in order to do the things that are still in front of me for the day, that I need some sort of energy. And in order to become energetic, I need to do something. You know, so maybe it's a cup of coffee, or maybe, you know, I slap myself in the face, or maybe it's cold water, or whatever it is. But there's some feeling that I need to rise to this occasion, and the way that I need to do that is by being more energetically present. But then... I was, I was lying in bed this morning and I had a completely different experience and it, it <clears throat> felt clear to me uh, the distinction between being alert and awake. <clears throat> so what I experienced this morning was I woke up a few minutes before my alarm. You know, often the alarm goes off and I go from being in a dreaming state to being awake in a, you know being conscious and i just you know i kind of groan and then i get out of bed and that's that's how it goes but this morning i woke up and i still had a few minutes to go but i didn't have i didn't have enough time where i would really want to go back to sleep so i was just enjoying being in bed and i had that experience that that we sometimes have where you know, when my eyes would open, I could hear the cars outside and I could see the sun coming through the blinds and I could see that I was in my room at this time. And then as my eyes would close a little bit, I would go back into the dream that I'd been having before I woke up. So I would, I would find myself in this alternate universe. And then I could kind of open my eyes again. And I, so it was, it was like these, you know, a lizard that sees out of two eyes. I had one eye that was looking at my conscious present reality and another eye that was looking at a dream. And I could just fade in and out at will. And what occurred to me was that this is being awake. I wasn't alert. I was groggy. But what I could see very, very clearly was both 
my objective reality and simultaneously the incredible power of my mind to construct reality. I had both views at the same time. When I drink a lot of coffee, I don't have both views. The fact is, of course, that the mind is constructing reality all the time. It isn't that there's a dreaming state and that there's a conscious state and that they're separate and that sometimes we get to peek at both. It's that both are always simultaneous. But we forget. When we go into that liminal place, that liminal mind, that in-between mind, we're able to see this function of the mind that is so... overwhelmingly strong right? to the degree that it constructs an entire three-dimensional reality that I will believe even though it makes no sense. I think we like to imagine that when we open our eyes fully in the morning that that function of our mind turns off. But that's ridiculous. That's far too powerful an engine to just turn off. It's just that we start going about the business of our day and we stop noticing that it's still doing it. We can see it in these moments, you know, of waking up. And we can also explore it at night when we close our eyes and we lie there and we watch ourselves start to fall into a dream. It's fascinating. You know, it's hard to stay with it. But we do it every day. We submit. We go from this side to this side. But again, this side doesn't disappear. You're still in your bed. You're still in your room. It's real. It's just that we live in a kind of binary way where we either go into the dreaming mind or we go into the what I'm going to call the, the conscious mind. We don't like to straddle the two. It's too strange. And yet, in my experience, it's, it's not really an overstatement to say that Zazen is at least in part an exploration of that place between the conscious mind and the dreaming mind. Again, not between. That place where you can see both. And so when we sit, and in a minute I'll I'll talk a little bit about how we sit. When we sit even though there's a kind of task of sitting, 
even though there are instructions for sitting uh, so that we, we hold ourselves just so. I think it's easy for us. What we, what we don't want to do is slip into the idea that it's a kind of act of will. That being awake is about being uh, energetic. I know that I can, especially if I feel tired, I can bring a kind of electric feeling to Zazen. I'm trying to turn it up. I'm trying to charge myself a little bit so that I don't fall into sleep. It's a kind of contraction. And when I'm there, when I'm in that place where I'm really, you know, where I'm trying to do Zazen in all capital letters, what I see is just this objective reality in front of me and nothing else. I see the boards on the floor. I see the cushions. I see all of you. I'm aware of the fact that I'm breathing. And if I'm not careful, I'll convince myself that, oh, I'm present to my reality right now because I'm seeing what's in front of me. The thing that I want to drive home is that being present to your reality is also being present to the way that your mind is working all the time. Not shutting that out, but being okay with it. So that when you sit, you let your mind relax. You can be comp- your mind can be completely relaxed without you falling asleep. Your mind can be completely relaxed without you losing your mind. And in that relaxed place, what you'll see is that, yes, there's the floor and there are the cushions and there's the person in front of me. And you'll also see how your mind is trying to construct something else and how your mind is trying to pull. Right? You don't have to follow it. But you also don't have to be wound so tight that you don't see it. Let your mind do what it's always doing in both directions. It's hard, but it's a, it's a place we can come to recognize. So I just want to plant that idea as we begin. Think about that place that place when you're just waking up. It's very awake. This is a slight variation on what we talked about last week, which is another way of being awake, in the sense of being lost. I travel sometimes, and I always arrive late wherever I'm going, and I go straight to a hotel and I fall asleep. And inevitably, on that first night, I wake up in the middle of the night in a completely dark room 
and I know that I'm not where I'm supposed to be, and for a couple seconds I don't know where I am. That's also being awake. It's a completely receptive moment. But it's not about bringing something. It's about waking up, not in the the Bodhi tree sense of waking up, but in the sense of actually just being really awake right now. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.